When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, Dub Nation? Brady Klopper here with Golden State of Mind recapping Game 4 of the NBA Finals. And this one, I think we can all confidently say was the best of the four games so far. The Warriors, with their backs against the wall after losing Game 3 by quite a lot one might add, falling behind 2-1, to one. not quite a must-win, but as close to a must-win as you can get without it being a must-win, really one of the most pivotal games that the team has had since Steve Kerr took over and their dynasty began, and it was one for the ages, this was a tremendous basketball game, both teams played well, it was high intensity, it was high drama, it was theatrics, it was intensity, it was agony, and the Warriors won. Uh, they emerged with a 107-97 win. It was much closer than that score would indicate. Um, that was really just kind of the, uh, the window dressing at the end after, you know, once Boston started playing the foul game and whatnot. And it's... It's just so fascinating sometimes in, in series is because one game can change so much and, you know, it's weird to think going into the game how scared so many Warriors fans were, uh, how nervous and anxious they were, and how much people understandably felt like the team was not in a good position. Um, and if that's not a knock on the fans for thinking that, that's just the reality. They They'd lost two games where it felt like they kind of beat themselves a little bit. They were trailing two to one. Um, you know, they entered game four knowing they needed to win three out of four games against a very, very, very good team. With half of those games being on the road, it's not a good position to be in. And all it takes is one win. And suddenly the Warriors have momentum. And they have home court advantage. And it's a three-game series. First team to two wins, and two of those three games are in San Francisco. Um, I realize I'm not exactly breaking any news here by explaining to you all how a, a basketball series works, but I always just find it funny how, you know, we can go into one game thinking that the Warriors are in a really bad position to be in, and they can end the game in a really good position to be in. Um, you would much rather be in Boston's shoes entering game four and you would much rather be in the Warriors' shoes entering game five um, which is Monday night by the way in San Francisco um, so this game was oh look we can we can break down the minutia all we want this was a Steph Curry game this was a Steph Curry game through and through. He was 
utterly phenomenal. Um, it was a slow, kind of grinded out game. This wasn't, you know, this wasn't one of those high scoring games where every team is, where both teams are just finding offense everywhere they look, where you expect those gaudy numbers. And this was an old school, grinded out, intense defensive possessions, often a slow pace. Again, the score was 107 to 97. And Steph Curry scored 43 points on 14 for 26 shooting. 7 for 14 on threes. 8 for 9 on free throws. 10 rebounds. 4 assists. Defense much improved over a pretty poor showing by him in, in Game 3. Um, the only the only stain on it was 5 turnovers and those were whatever he he had the ball in his hands all the time um at least one of them was on someone just not catching a pass one at least one of them was a in my opinion pretty poorly called offensive foul um so i don't think the five turnovers were really uh, very indicative of anything he was doing he was he was phenomenal he asserted himself very firmly as the best player in the series for either team um we are very officially at the point where um, the jokes of who else will win finals MVP if the Warriors win because it won't be Steph Curry, uh, that those jokes are not even funny because there's just no hint of realism in them. You know, maybe before the series started, it was a kind of funny, funny joke because you could still see how maybe with some big games, the media could talk themselves into Andrew Wiggins or Clay Thompson or Jordan Poole, Andre Iguodala perhaps. Um, and no, Steph Curry has been the best player in this series for either team. And with all due respect to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, it has not been close. Um, this has been Steph Curry's series. And this was one of those games where, um, you know, it's not fair to say that Curry didn't have any help because it was a sensational defensive performance by the Warriors. Absolutely phenomenal defensive performance. Phenomenal rebounding performance against a much bigger team. They won the rebounding battle 55-42. to 55-42 against a team that starts Al Horford and Robert Williams the third. A team that starts Jason Tatum at the three. The Warriors would start Jason Tatum at the five. Um, I think I'm half joking, but only half. Um, so it's not fair to say that Curry didn't have any help, but it was the Curry show through and through. Um, he didn't have a ton of help on offense. You know, everyone else who, who scored a lot did so not incredibly efficiently. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, 17 points, needed 17 shots and two free throws. Clay Thompson, 18 points, needed 17 shots. Jordan Poole, 14 points, needed 13 shots. Uh, so there really wasn't any offensive efficiency from anyone except Steph Curry. I mean, uh, I don't have these numbers written down. I just have to do the ugly math here in my head. Curry, 14 for 26 from the field. The Warriors as a team, 26 for 65. Curry, 7 for 14 on threes. Everyone else... 
sorry, it was everyone else when I said Warriors as a team for that bad shooting percentage. That was everyone not named Curry. Um, on threes, Curry 7 for 14. The rest of the team 8 for 29. Free throws, Curry 8 for 9. rest of the team 4 for 6. 4 for 6? No one could get to the free throw line. They had only 15 free throws. Well, the Celtics only had 19. Never mind. For as weird as a... It, it was an... You know, it was a grinded out game, but there weren't a lot of fouls. There weren't a lot of free throws. Kind of odd game like that. Anyway, as has been the the trend for the Warriors here, um, they they Steve Kerr decided to not start Kevon Looney. The team's really been struggling with offensive spacing with both Looney and Draymond Green on the court. Um, decided to play it smaller and start Otto Porter Jr. And just as happened in Memphis when they did this, Looney played out of his mind and was one of the team's best players. Um, Porter was pretty much a non-factor, to be honest. He finished with two points, one rebound, one assist. He wasn't bad. You know, we know that, that what Porter does is not necessarily reflected in the box score. It's you know, his switchability on defense. It's his... his um, fitting the system well on offense, but um, really was not much of a factor versus Looney, who came in off the bench, played 28 minutes, six points on three for four shooting, 11 rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, a game high plus minus of plus 21. Um, a huge, huge performance by Kevon Looney. Um, I, I kind of didn't really realize it until digesting the game after the fact because he does. He does so much just kind of quietly and solidly, but um, you know his defense and his rebounding in this game were, were really quite phenomenal. Um, and on that note, same thing for Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins had 16 rebounds in this game. There were multiple possessions where it kind of felt like he was keeping the Warriors afloat with his rebounding. Um, you know, times where he would get an offensive rebound and go right back up and score when the Warriors needed it most, or times where it really felt like Boston was going to get the big shot that gave them all the momentum, and they miss it, and you, your heart sinks as you realize the ball is going right towards a sea of Celtics players, and somehow Wiggins emerges with the rebound. Uh, he also played really strong defense on Jason Tatum in this game, who had 23 points, but needed 23 shots and five free throws to get there, six turnovers. Um, you know, as has been the case. All through the series, the Warriors threw a bunch of different looks at Tatum, but the primary defensive assignment was man coverage, Andrew Wiggins, and he really lived up to it. He's and Wiggins has been the Warriors' second best player in the series. Um, I don't think that's a controversial thing to say. I don't think it's a particularly debatable thing to say. He has been the team's second best player uh, in the NBA Finals, and um, you can take that as... A compliment to him you can take it as an indictment to Draymond Green Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole whatever you want um, the reality is he's he's been consistent he's been good and I'm not quite sure what the Warriors would be doing right now without his contributions particularly on the glass and defending Jason Tatum um, another not good game for Draymond Green there's no way to sugarcoat this one it was better his defense was a lot better he had nine rebounds and eight assists. That's nice. Four steals. Um, but he just looked a little broken on offense. 
The scoring wasn't there, one for seven shooting, two points. But, you know, that you can live with. It, it just, I don't know, it didn't seem to work. To the point where Steve Kerr benched him in the fourth quarter. Um, he was on the bench till about the three-and-a-half-minute mark as the Warriors, uh, who, who entered the fourth quarter just up one point, were grinding out to, to extend their lead a little bit. And then even in the waning moments, uh, there, was, there was a play around three minutes left when Kerr finally brought Draymond in, played him one possession on defense, and then called a timeout to get him off the court on offense. And then brought him back in, you know, at the next dead ball for defense. But that's a tough one. Um, and Draymond addressed it. You know, he addressed it professionally after the game. He, he's, you know, he mentioned that he obviously didn't want to come off the court, but that he understood why it was happening and, and that he needs to be better. And, um, you know, I think I said something kind of similar after the game one loss, but, you know, I think there's something to be said for the fact that the Warriors won on the road by 10 points when Draymond Green didn't have a good game. Clay Thompson had a so-so game. Jordan Poole had a not particularly good game. Um, you know, that says something. The main thing it says is that Steph Curry is one of the greatest players in NBA history. That's the main thing it says. But the other thing it says is that um, this team is locked 2-2, two to two, has three games left to try and win the championship, and I think they still have a lot of untapped potential in there. Um, it's going to take a lot of work for this, this team to win a title. Those next two games are going to be very, very difficult. But if they get the Draymond Green that made the All-Star game this year, if they get the Klay Thompson that was on display versus Dallas, all due respect to Boston, but the series is over. Um, and, you know, you can look at that as the bad news or the good news as a Warriors fan. Um, I... I'm not fully sure that beating themselves is the right narrative if they lose this series because obviously they've they've been dealt some obstacles with injuries, with Clay still recovering, with um, age and things like that. Uh, you know, there are some excuses for them not always playing to the best of their ability, but um, but it's also the good news is that you look at this at this team and you go, you're in the driver's seat, two to two home court advantage, and you still have. A trick up your sleeve, which is Draymond Green and Clay Thompson playing like the star players that they are. Will that come out in Game Five or Game Six or, and if necessary, Game Seven? I don't know, uh, but it's a hell of a card to have up your sleeve. And obviously, we hope it it plays. So, buckle up. Game Five is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Chase Center is going to be rocking. Uh, I'll be curious to see what starting lineup they go with since Looney was far better than Porter in this one. And, you know, the Warriors got outscored by one point in Porter's 15 minutes. They outscored Boston by 21 points in Looney's 28. I often caution against using single game individual plus minus because it really needs a heaping grain of salt. Can you have a heaping grain? I'm not sure. 
I'm in the weeds with this one a little bit. It's late. Um, I don't think you can have a heaping grain, but you, but you can't have take something with a pinch of salt. That's not how the expression works. You get where I'm going with this. Um, I don't get where I'm going with this. Truthfully, I lost my train of thought. Um, oh, individual plus minus. Take it with a huge grain of salt. It, but it was pretty accurate in this one. You know, Looney. Looney really unlocked a lot of good things for the Warriors. Um, Porter did not. Um, I've been a huge advocate of, of Otto Porter Jr. and what he's done for the team this year, but he hasn't been particularly great in this series. I don't know if it's the matchup. I don't know if it's the multiple feet in, foot injuries that he's dealing with. Uh, whatever it is, you know, he hasn't been, hasn't been super great. And I'm curious to see whether the Warriors stick with that smaller start and then go back to Looney quickly as they did in this one, or if they just say, screw it. We're putting Kavon back on the court. He's been great for us. Um, played a big role in limiting the contributions of Al Horford and Robert Williams III, at least on offense. Credit to those two and, and really all of Boston. It was a very strong defensive performance. They did not have an answer for Steph Curry. They had an answer for everything else. Everything else. Um, and this was just this was vintage Steph Curry. There's no, you know, cue this one up the next time someone tells you their BS narrative about how Steph Curry isn't a great playoff performer. He is one of the all-time great playoff performers. Um, it's very, I don't know if it's Andre Iguodala bizarrely winning the finals MVP or what, but this narrative that Steph Curry is a flawed player in the playoffs, it could not be further from the truth. Um, he is one of the all-time great playoff performers this sport has ever seen. He's one of the all-time great players this sport has ever seen, and he is two wins away from his fourth ring, that elusive finals MVP, and moving up a few more rings in the pantheon of greatest players in NBA history. But, as he would be the first one to tell you, this series is not about him. This series is about the Warriors. And they are two wins away from hoisting a fourth trophy in eight years. And really continuing what has been a remarkable and unprecedented and not seen coming dynasty. And that's a lot of fun. So game five, Monday night. 6 p.m. Chase Center, ABC, Orioles will have a chance to go up 3-2. Can't wait. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.